Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with Bill Arnold. I'm the Bill Arnold part of that sentence. I'm so glad that the uh, amazing and beautiful queens of the roundtable are all in studio, ready to go. I have uh, Rebecca Maxwell and Rosie Browson and uh, Angela Smith and Lee Wolf Bloom. That's the team, the panel today. It's going to be awesome. If you have any questions or issues you'd like us to tackle, we'd love to hear from you because we're, we're willing to take on anything. Well, they are. I'm not. They are, though. And that text line would be 877-933-2484. We're going to start by talking a little bit about thoughts on trying to make this holiday season a time of peace and not stress. Because I think all of us are feeling it, and it's going to probably get worse before it gets better. So let's try to figure out if we can get some strategies on the value of peace, how we might obtain it. And I know when we go to God's Word, we will find it. So we'll take 60 seconds and start with the Queens of the Roundtable. We love hearing from Faith Radio listeners. It's easy to get in touch with us through the Faith Line. When you call 877-933-2484, listen to the greeting, and then press the number 1. Then leave a message for a show host or general manager Neil Stavum. You can also ask a question about upcoming events, and the event coordinator will contact you. Or if you'd like information on a specific program, you can inquire about that as well. And the producer of that show or another staff person will get back to you. Another way to access program information is through MyFaithRadio.com. Look under the Programs tab for specific show information, including recent guests and topics. Again, the number for the Faith Line is 877-933-2484. That's 877-933-2484 or 877-93-FAITH. Give us a call anytime and leave a message to stay connected to Faith Radio. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me today. I love our time together. I always look forward to it. And I know that if you were around last hour, it was quite a discussion we had. If you missed any of it, I would recommend going to MyFaithRadio.com. Go to the show page and, and just hit Guide Talk. And I think you'll find that was a very lively conversation and fun was had by all. So um, ladies of the roundtable are here. Ladies, welcome. Thank Hi, you, Bill. Thank, yes. thank you for Every, having us. Everyone speak at once. Good yep. to be here. Yeah, there we go. That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right, we're already into December 5th, so 20 days till Christmas, and how are we all feeling? Are we feeling peace or stress? Denial. Denial. (laughs) (laughs) And isn't there six days less of the Christmas season? There is. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. in terms of prepping from Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. Right, so that should be our lead. Is this self-induced stress? Is it, you guys bring it on yourselves? Hmm. That depends. Is that judgment? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's because my husband doesn't. Do anything. Just oh. kidding. Oh, he's, he's going out there. No, I was just kidding. Already. <laughs> You're kind of kidding, kind of. Well, I, <laughs> gifts is my, I love giving gifts. Okay. So I choose, it's my choice to mm-hmm. do all the gift giving. So that's my own choice. I think you're opening a door though, because there, 
you know, there are so many husbands and um, brothers and dads that help with the load, but really a majority of creating that Christmas spirit and um, expectation and tradition usually does fall on the mom of the house. Mm -hmm. And so we've created our own monsters in a lot of degrees. Like what do we bring to the table that we would like to have for our kids and our families and what are they requiring? Right. And then once we've started the ball rolling, then there's some expectations that Mm -hmm. it's going to be like that every year. And we're thinking, what did we do? (laughs) You know, (laughs) what is the expectation and what's manageable? Right. So I think we do, we are part of the, I think women in general are part of the, um, we c- cause our own stress by wanting to create this environment mm-hmm. of joy and peace. And at the end, we're the ones that are tapped out. Well, and for me, I grew up not having an environment of that at mm-hmm. Christmas mm-hmm. and not growing up in a Christian household. Um, so my environment around Christmas was um, not so great. So then my expectation for what I'm going to have my Christmases for my children be the bar is set really high because I want it to be so different. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that sets me up for um, disappointment as well. I've learned over the years, my kids are old enough now that I've learned, um, but there have been years when I've just set myself up. I want so badly for it to not be like my childhood and nobody to fight or nothing to go wrong. And that's just not realistic. Mm -hmm. It's just not really, and it's not Mm -hmm. honest, right? you know, to think that that to think anyone is having a holiday like that is just not realistic. And do your kids and your family have a point of reference of how bad your Christmas yeah. were oh, growing yeah. up? Okay, yeah. so they know. Well, and I actually think the turning point, um, my two Christmases ago, I had the table all decorated for Christmas with my grandmother's china, you know, had the silver out. I'd been polishing silver all day because that's what we did growing up um, and had it look so nice. And my husband during dinner said, and I'm not, <laughs> Here to bash with my husband. <laughs> During dinner, he said, this, there's something wrong with the china. It smells. And so he got up and got a different dish. And the boys, I have three boys, and they got up and they're like, yeah, the china smells. And they all got up and they put the china away and got out like our everyday dishes. And I just started crying. <laughs> <laughs> was it the china polish that was stinking? I think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it had been in the box and I think it was the silver polish or whatever. But mm. it really made me take a step back and ask myself, what do my kids care about? Is this about me and what I care about? Or is this about what my children care about? And I'll tell you what, Thanksgiving this year was fantastic. I didn't cook a thing. I didn't set out any dishes. They cooked. We had paper towels at the table. And we had so much fun because there was, I just let it go. And it was great. Right. You know, it's so interesting, too, because we all, everybody here, I don't know if you know this, Bill, but we're all moms of boys. Mm -hmm. And so um, I had to learn a lesson when God found my heart. He actually did a little sifting in me. What was I doing that was for me Mm -hmm. that I wanted to present this um, picture of myself as and what he was asking me to do? So as he kind of peeled away layers of like, Okay, you're doing that for your motivation because it's serving you. This is not a serving others. This is serving you. And as he fine-tuned me, literally, this is what the two things I do is I try to create an environment of love, you know, that I'm in a loving place. But I do Christmas lights outside in my tree. That's all I do. And we put up, you know, maybe a few decorations here or there, but the boys don't care. They told me they don't care. They yeah, the boys don't care. They don't even know that I didn't do it when I started not doing it. They didn't even notice that I wasn't doing it. And then my tree fell down and I went, oh, Lord. Okay, so you will be an idol to, you will be second to nothing. So even my tree, <laughs> you're asking my tree to hold on to my tree lightly even. 
And we put it back up that year, and we left the lights broken and the ribbon off-center, and we just laughed at that oh, that's awesome. because the joy wasn't coming from the decorations. Mm-hmm. And, and God had freed me from that. So now I'm just like, okay, use my house or not. You know, I'll show up and be a good guest anywhere, you know, because it's about the love of the Lord. Mm-hmm. But he had to do a sifting in me. For well, sure. and I feel like I had that when the boys, you know, just basically took the china and put it away, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. He kind of he kind of gets to that core. What mm-hmm. about you, Angela? Yeah, I think managing my expectations has been the biggest thing. I grew up in a family of six, and now we have a family of four. Mm-hmm. And you know, so when there were just more presents because there were more people. And I remember getting the tree ready one Christmas when my boys were young, and I was like, "Oh, that is sad. That just looks sad." And then in the morning, they came out, and they were like, like, it was so beautiful. Like, to me, it was this meager thing, but to them, it was magical and amazing. And I thought, okay, perspective shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we started doing Advent when they were young, and that has been probably the single most favorite thing, to because it's still chaotic, but to take that moment in the day to, to stop and do some whatever Advent thing we chose to do and to remember and to just, it, it's constantly refocusing back mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. okay, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? What are we preparing for? It's the yeah. birth of Jesus. How would listeners uh, learn about these Advent practices? There well, are, you can even get them at Aldi. You can get an Advent calendar at Aldi, mm-hmm. right? Google yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different mm-hmm. ways. There, people are so creative in how yeah. they... Um, participate in Advent in their family because you mm-hmm. can take a basic concept and go, okay, for my family, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But it will give you a seed idea to envelop into your own creation of how you're going to remember that specific week. Right. Well, and I think Faith Radio is even doing reading through the book of Luke. We right? are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's Chapter a great, a yeah, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a great practice for Advent or there are lots of different Advent books that you can do, mm-hmm. podcasts, do yeah. different Advent series. Mm-hmm. There's so mm-hmm. much out there now with mm-hmm. the internets. Can yeah. I tell you my favorite Advent? Yeah, go here? ahead. Um, my friend, they did an Advent thing where they'd invited people over for dinner every week. So they invited us over a um, long table. It was just this beautiful setting with these long candlesticks. Just all of our kids, their four kids. I leaned over to grab something and my hair caught on fire. <laughs> no. That was their favorite Advent moment. <laughs> and then my girlfriend who had the thing sent me a, a magnet that said, live your life like your fire. hair's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and I also bet their china didn't stink. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> I mean, I think those are the things that make you like celebrate. And I mean, yes, the season is about Jesus. And also it's also about family and having fun. And, you know, we're going to remember that forever. I'm going to remember the China thing forever. I mean, these are the moments that that also bond you together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have a great question about Christmas, but I think I'll go to break first. And then we come back. I'll read the question. If you have any comments or questions you'd like to add into the mix, let us know. 877-933-2484. We'll be right back. Rebecca, I'm sorry, I was going to... Welcome back to the show. The beautiful and amazing queens of the round table are in the semi-circle, so let us know whatever questions you might have, whatever issue or whatever... Uh, comment you'd like to make, we'd love to hear from you. 877-93-FAITH, 877-933-2484. Here's a question from Emily. She said, our Christmas is with extended family. They are cultural Christians, so 
there really isn't anything that feels like it is focused on Christ, except maybe a meal prayer. We have the only kids, and I want to make uh, it known that we have a two-year-old who understands much more. So is there tips for making Christmas about Jesus for a two-year-old with other family? Oh, I've got a great suggestion. Me too. Do you? Okay. Okay. Fire away, ladies. So it's the only tradition that my boys, not they're now 19 and 22, request that we do. And they start asking me a week before Christmas to make sure that I've purchased the little coffee cake that we started. Um, and we would, before we'd open any presents, we'd sing happy birthday to Jesus. And that was his birthday cake. And his the presents we received were fr- from him on his birthday to us. And they still do that at 19 and 22, maybe because they love the coffee cake. But it was an easy way to bring Christ into their life. It, was, it wasn't offensive to any family that we would do that in front of. And it was just happy birthday, Jesus. It's so simple and so perfect for a toddler. What was your idea? Mine's the exact same thing. Is it? And we started doing it at a very, at your kids at a very young age, and we set the expectation with extended family. So we, we would go to Kansas, where I'm from, and then my family didn't go to church, but we would. We set the expectation that we were going to go to you know Christmas Eve service and that we were going to have a birthday cake for Jesus. And we did it from such an early age that they, they always just expect it. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I mean, something that they just know is part of our tradition. And my kids still to this day, we love it. And it's something simple. It's, you know, easy to do. Um, the other thing I would just add, though, in terms of um, family and Christmas and holidays is that, you know, as you have children and what I've learned really is that it's okay to say no. It's okay, you know, for to have your own traditions mm-hmm. with your own family. Um, we've gotten to the point over the years where we um, are pretty, pretty firm about our family traditions, like the Jesus birthday cake, like going to church and starting those traditions early enough and being okay with your family, not being maybe okay with your own traditions. If you yeah, and whatever, what your, I mean. whatever your family background is, whether or not it was a church family or not, I think just the blending of those two families can be really difficult. Mm-hmm. And Todd and I got to a point where we had to figure out what we wanted to do with our family and fiercely protect that, and then everybody else had to fit in. And there were unhappy people. And we did the same, we did the same thing. We started just, you know what, here's what we're doing, and not to be offensive, but like we wanted to have kind of our own time and our own traditions, and I think... It can be such an extraordinarily stressful time Mm -hmm. if, you know, all the family dynamics. And then you add in now this new piece of Facebook and Instagram. I don't know why, but it's just bugging me this week. (laughs) Is it because because people are posting these beautiful pictures of Thanksgiving and maybe you didn't have that same experience? So in addition to the holiday blues that people get... Now they're having visual confirmation yes. that other people are enjoying that. And it's not a factual confirmation mm-hmm. because I know it, it, three families who posted pictures of beautiful Thanksgivings that didn't have beautiful Thanksgivings, mm-hmm. right? So this it's confirmation bias is what it's called. You, you look at something and you believe it. And I think we live not only like this idea that it's supposed to be this thing, but also social media makes it so much worse. And I think we have to take, for me, what I've started to do is I take a step back. I don't listen to commercials. I try um, and do my shopping online now because I just, it just gets, it gets in your your head head almost. It can. Mm -hmm. And that's the part um, where really scripture gives us so much and 
and to this point where it's in our head, it's visual, it's um, the stresses of the season, there's a lot of work parties, all these things. There's some actual things that are bringing us stress, and it's the part of my relationship with Christ in seasons like this where his peace, I have his peace, and it transcends all understanding. And that's the part where I'm like, Lord, you understand this, and yet your peace, when I plug into you, transcends my understanding of everything that's going on, and I have it, and you're supernatural, and you're real, because there's only the peace of God. There's only the supernatural God that can give you peace in that moment, and I have it. I have it when I plug into him, when I'm like, oh, I'm stressed. Right, right. I'm going to take a deep breath. Right. I'm going to remember mm-hmm. my creator, and I'm going to receive his peace because it transcends this noise. And that's right. the beauty of the season, really. But well, those are moment-to-moment th- decisions. And I think setting an intention, you had talked earlier about peace, and I think what I try and do is I set an intention for the season. How do I want to feel at the end of the season and set an intention and then try and act out of that intention? So if mm-hmm. if... Like Susie Larson just had a show on rest during the holiday season, which sounds counterintuitive, right? So maybe that's your intention or it's, you know what, I'm going to have good boundaries or maybe it's, I'm just going to really be in the word and learn about waiting, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, but finding your own intention. So then you're not the, the noise of the world isn't like pulling you in a million different places. Well, Mm -hmm. I was talking with a friend recently and she said that she and her family asked that question. How do we want to feel not Mm -hmm. what do we want to do? How do we want to feel at Christmas? Yeah. And that informed the decisions that they made. And so their Christmas looks completely different right. than it used to. And I, I love the way that she describes her door is easy on the hinges that they just have. Now they have other people joining them that don't have a place to go otherwise. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love it. But to Emily's question, I wanted to make sure that I said this. I about the um, what to do for a two year old. Mm-hmm. Fisher-Price sells a nativity scene. That's all the the little people Fisher-Price thing. And I loved having that. I still have it because my boys could physically play Mm -hmm. with Mary and Joseph and all of the cattle and everybody. And it wasn't fragile. Right. (laughs) Like my child. It was baby Jesus going on a horse ride through the the farmlands. But it makes it, I mean, it's a tactile play part, just part of the whole thing Mm -hmm. instead of something. uh, And I do have beautiful nativities too set up on a shelf, but to bring it down on the floor and to make it something that they can play with, yeah, that they can interact idea. with. Very great. And I bet you can get it online. Yeah, you, I think you can even get it on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Everybody's looking my direction. What's, what's, what's you, Rebecca? You, Rebecca? <laughs> You've been very quiet over there behind all those computers. I've been listening and learning uh, a few thoughts. I think peace is one of those things that I've learned to value far more the older that I get. Mm-hmm. I think I used to see my value in, in productivity, mm-hmm. that the more that I could do... The busier that I was, the more capable or excellent that I proved myself, therefore, the more valuable life is. And you can be very productive. Productivity is good. I mean, we want to be capable of of what God's called us to do. um, But busyness does not equal productivity Mm -mm. and it does not equal value. And and I think the more that I just want to hush the the noise that's all around. And in my house, it's very noisy <laughs> all the time. We just got back from a, a, a multi-state road trip and it was so noisy. Gosh, <laughs> It's just, there's four kids, there's a husband and, and we're all singing at the top of our lungs or people are, are having very loud discussions. So peace 
can come in the midst of chaos. Mm-hmm. And, and the verse that was coming to my mind as we're reading through Luke, actually. So it was on, we're having this big, long road trip coming back to the Twin Cities, crossing five state borders. And it's December 2nd. So we're reading Luke 2, which is the birth of Christ. And the angels announce this this word of peace to the shepherds at first, but also to the whole earth on earth peace, right? Joy to the world, glory to God, the angels say. And I like the version that says on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So God's announcement to the world of the coming of Christ wasn't just, hey, I have sent this baby king to rule you, which which is who Jesus is. He is the king of kings, but he brought with him peace for God's people. So if you have Jesus, you have Jesus's peace. And I think what maybe when we feel like we don't, it's because we've forgotten who we are a little bit more. And we think that our approval or our value rests in other people thinking we did a great job. We had a great Christmas dinner. We upheld the traditions properly. Mm-hmm. We wrapped the gifts well. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. that perfect present they've been looking for. And that maybe their approval will make us valuable or will give us that something that's missing. When... We should have peace because we have Christ. He is pleased with us. Period. There's nothing else. There's nothing else to search for. There should Mm -hmm. be no more unrest in our spirit. So that's, I think we're talking about how we want to feel at Christmas. I want to feel secure in the knowledge that because I have Christ, I have his peace. And that is enough. And you don't have to do anything then. Right. (laughs) <laughs> I'm taking back all my That's kids' presents. Yeah. <laughs> we have peace. We have peace. And you know well, what? You don't need any peace. Yeah. One of the things peace. I love, too, that you, when you're talking about Jesus being the king of kings, that and I, I, Isaiah talks about him being the prince of peace. Mm-hmm. And so you need to know this. I love all things British. So, <laughs> so he's the prince of peace. What does that mean? Well, we don't live in a monarchy, so we don't really understand the mm. prince part, but it means he's God has made him sovereign over it. And so then going to him and saying, God, Jesus, you are, you're sovereign over peace. Will you bestow that on me? That it's his, it's his to give and his to grant. Mm-hmm. So I guess I would add to what you're saying, which is absolutely beautiful. Oh, but coming from a mental health, I work in mental health perspective. I also know there, um, this is a season of great depression, a lot of suicide, a lot of sorry to be a downer, but right. And so here we are talking about peace and the peace of Christ. And we know that he is the author and perfecter, right, of our faith and our peace. We also need to also realize that those who struggle with anxiety and depression, how can we be there for them? Mm -hmm. How can we... um, People who are going through grief. People who are going Mm -hmm. through grief, right? How, How can we be there for them? Because for them, this isn't peaceful, Mm-mm. right? Uh, KTIS is doing a billboard campaign, and we had this long conversation about why they chose the two words. They chose comfort and they chose joy. Mm-hmm. And those are just two words on the billboard. There's nothing else except the logo and this guitar with lights on it for the very reason that there's that though we are filled with joy, there is so much comfort that is needed by the body of Christ to the body of Christ Mm -hmm. and to the people outside the body of Christ, right? Right. And so it's that um, um, uh, John 15 talks about, Jesus says, I tell you these things so that my joy be in you and your joy complete. And the verse before that is about his commands and to love one another. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is the true joy. Yeah. 
We've got the ladies of the round table here, and I'm in here as well. So um, we'll take a little break. <laughs> Hi, Bill. Let us know if you've got a question or something you'd like us to chat about. 877-933-2484. We'll be right back. WSP.edu. little break wasn't too long. We are back with the beautiful and amazing queens of the round table, Rebecca, Rosie, Angela, and Lee. And I have to say, well, Lee, I think you were talking about saying no to certain things and, and holding firm to the family traditions you want to do. Why can't we be more affirming when people show up and say, we want to do a new tradition? Why don't we just go, what a celebration, way to go. Why is there so much pain and tearing away and all of that? Because families have a dance. Oh, okay. That they're used to. And when we start changing the dance, people get uncomfortable. Gotcha. Or your friends have a dance, like a friend group has a dance. And when we start changing that dance, it becomes uncomfortable. We, we as humans aren't comfortable with change. So that's usually why. But um, I think we need to honor that in people. Well, I think that also comes across personality types. I mean, I'm an extrovert mm-hmm. in an introverted household. And so I've had to learn and appreciate that just because... I might be ready for something that right. they might not be ready for. It. And it's not because their heart isn't good or um, wanting. It's because they need a little time to prepare. They need to think about it. They need to, um, you know, not stew on it, but process it and come to the table with what would be good for them. And so sometimes I think in families, we're like, this is the change we want to do. And we don't give everybody enough say to get used to it. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be room for conversation. And that shouldn't be threatening. Like we should be able to come to the table and go, this is what I'm feeling. How would that fit on you? And maybe there's a compromise instead of we're only doing this, you know, and everybody else has to adjust because that can feel very um, off-putting. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So there, there has to be, a, it's a tension for sure, but there has to be some sort of compromise and balance and acknowledgement on how we approach putting down our boundaries. Uh, do you think, do you, does this feel true to both of you being boy moms? That sometimes you say, oh, I want to change things or do this or that. And they're like, whatever, I don't, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> Until you do it, and then they go, hey, what? What? Did I, I just yes want some that? response, please. <laughs> Not in my house. My boys are very talkative. So I usually hear right away. Usually I'm like, oh, shoot, you are going to have an opinion on yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, in my house they're talkative. So I don't know about you guys. Mine are as well. They they really like the traditions we've created, but we've, we've been real intentional about that. Um, I just kind of want to go back if that's okay to what we were talking about during break. Um, Bill said something pretty poignant. I did. Mm-hmm. That he mm-hmm. isn't getting any time on the, on the microphone. <laughs> yes. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> I'm okay with that. Just um, so you know. That the holidays, or did you say that? I don't he, know. That the holidays, um, really put a microscope magnifying that, glass. or magnifying glass yeah. bill on our lives. So if you were lonely, Holidays, you feel you notice how much more lonely you are. Yeah. If you've had grief, the holidays make you more grief. And maybe if you have joy, you, you have more joy. But mm-hmm. that's something that um, we you, need to be aware of. You evaluate your life in, in the seasons of holidays, don't you? It's Christmas, mm-hmm. Christmas 2019. Mm-hmm. Where am I at in my life? You know, who am I with? Who am I not with? I mean, I'm depressed. I'm mad. I'm angry. You know, right. everything just gets magnified. Well, and I think it's coupled too because it's the end of the year, mm-hmm. and then this yes. year it's the end of another decade, and we're going yes. into 2020, which felt like right. like How way in that? the future. I'm I know. still How did that happen? 
That's crazy. We so should I, be beaming up someplace by now. I mean, life size feels like it's so futuristic. There should be electric car. Oh, there are. Oh, oh there wait, are. Wait, and yeah. smart TVs watch yeah. you at home, so yeah. they're spying on you. So we're we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're good. We are in that I think I think it's also a time though, um, whereas it can be a magnifying um, lens, it also can be a time for the Lord to hold us into accountability for self review and be mm-hmm. like to you know to just ask yourself the question. If you're lonely, why are you lonely? Where, you know, is it be, you, you might have to deal with things that people have abandoned you and maybe it's time to deal with that or you have to extend yourself and maybe it's time you don't want to do that and that's hard and maybe you need to review that. You know, so it, it, it also gives us this opportunity to grow in the Lord, to get an upgrade in the Lord. Right. But that's never easy. I mean, you have to be willing to look inside. It gives you an opportunity to ask for help. I mean, yes. okay, if we do say it's a magnifying glass, and it magnifies something negative, it's also information, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is information that maybe something needs to change this year versus, hey, I'm lonely and depressed. I'm just going to hide out, right? right? So choosing kind of an opposite action from that magnifying glass. But it is, I think it, it is, and I, I do think going into the season, knowing how do I want to feel at the end of the season will help not run like run ragged, um, or if you are struggling with grief, how do, how do I want to, to, um, acknowledge my own grief mm-hmm. and not, mm-hmm. not and run from those, it? Who are those people that are, are safe places yes. right. to be able that give to, you be some able to space. express that? Yeah. Right. Okay. Ladies, here's a little bit of a counterpoint done lovingly. I keep asking why, why do we do what we do on Christmas? What do our typical traditions have to do with Emmanuel? I know I sound like a Scrooge or an enemy of Jesus. I'm not at all. Quite the contrary. We've manufactured a holiday that we have to work at fitting Jesus into. How could we better honor and hollow Jesus? Christmas is also about family, one of the ladies said. Is it? Why? Why do we celebrate ourselves? Why do we give gifts? We have enough already. How does gift-giving say the kingdom of God is near? Our Messiah has come. Don't we celebrate ourselves enough during the year at birthdays, sports, and victories in our own selfishness? <laughs> One of my favorite things that we started doing was celebrating St. Nicholas Day. Mm-hmm. And 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 I never, sorry if you've got children in the car, I, we never told our children mm. about Santa Claus. We, all, I, we always talked about who St. Nicholas was whenever they would ask about him. And so, and to focus on what his life, well, what we know of his life and, and what does that what does that teach us? Well, St. Nicholas was about serving others, being generous to others, and doing it anonymously, and and letting God get the glory, and letting God let the person praise the Lord instead of praising the person. So that's been one of, well, now I can't do it to anybody that's listening because they've all heard me <laughs> say my thing. But that's been one of our favorite things is to do is to find somebody mm-hmm. to be able to bless in that way, to do it anonymously. Anonymously, yeah. And, and so it's, but he's right. I mean, the, the person that wrote that question, I mean, it is, it is something you have to be active about to be counter Mm -hmm. to the culture, Mm -hmm. but to, and to align yourself with Christ. I mean, I I do feel that, that tension and that, that fight to kind of keep this other stuff out of the way Mm -hmm. and keep focused on going to the nativity. The listener also says God doesn't tell us in God doesn't tell us in the Bible to celebrate or make a feast of Jesus's birth. Isn't Christmas just a man-made a man-made holiday? Can I just want to unpack two things from it because yeah. there's a lot in there. 
right? Mm-hmm. We could talk about the traditions that are there because of the Bible, right? But I just want to unpack two things. One being um, the stuff about we celebrate with family or whatever. Um, I believe very strongly we are created to be in relationship, and Jesus came so that we could be in relationship with him. Amen. So I feel, this is just my personal opinion, that we get together with people at Christmas because the king of relationships was born. And that's what I feel like we're celebrating. So we try and be with the people that we love, whether it's family or not family, we get to choose. The other piece I want to just unpack is that I love the idea of, and I pray this often, break my heart, God, for what breaks yours. So this person, something's bugging them. Go, well, then go with it, right? Like with your family, the, the listener, then change it. Right. If this is bothering you, then you it starts with you. You change it. Do with your family something different. It's obviously God's stirring something up in you. So mm-hmm. do something different this year and, and see how it goes. It might be kind of really fun. Right. And I think mm-hmm. though, that we do do that, though. I, I think there's part of it. There's a reason why December that all of our nonprofits are full of volunteers. We do go into relationship and help Mm -hmm. others. It isn't just internally focused. And so it's part of it is allowing how much are you going to accept from the marketing world is actually happening. You know, I mean, we do have a new word this year or the last couple years actually about fake news. Like how much do we believe because of marketing Mm -hmm. and how much is really taking place? I feel like there's a huge separation. I believe that there's a lot of families that have Christ at the center and I don't know when Santa was introduced, some marketing scheme, probably in the 30s or 50s, the Santa Claus that we know in the red suit. But I, you know, I, I'm trying to think of any family I know that um, doesn't have that sense of love, whether they give accountability to Christ for it or not. But the season brings love to people's mind. It yeah. brings volunteerism. It brings uh, there's something greater than me. Right. And if you don't want to have presents and you don't want to have a tree... I think we live in a culture now where you don't really have to. I mean, you, but just, you know, if you don't want to listen, like I try and listen to Pandora. I try not to listen to radio ads. I get some on Pandora for you don't pay for, you know, I try not to watch TV during Christmas season because the commercials make me upset sometimes, right? They trigger me. With, they make me want stuff. Yeah. And they make you want stuff. So <laughs> you, you can turn they it off, spend money. but you have yeah. to be intentional about turning it off and then keeping your focus. Like I said, keeping an intention you know, of what, what do you want this season and praying, God, teach me through this season, right? Yeah. I love that question that you're asked that, that, that it's stirring something. Yeah. What, is, what is it stirring mm-hmm. and what can you do with that? Yeah. Because we have the choice. We right. have the choice to do something about it. And when things are stirred in us, like that's God stirring, right? So then that person, you can go and, I mean, you're not going to make the whole world not shop, (laughs) but you can, you can do what you want in your family and make your own traditions. And that's, that's cool. I think the, the verse that comes to mind in in this consideration is in Romans 14, we're talking about differences of opinion in the Christian liberty and that the focus should be on our service to the Lord and that motivating us should always be doing things for the glory of God. So if you esteem one day above another, one translation says you're doing that for the Lord. If you think every day is pretty much the same, don't need to celebrate special holidays and feasts, then you're doing that for the Lord. So you should be fully convinced in your own mind, but you're doing everything 
everything, whether you're participating or abstaining or giving or not giving or living or dying or all of those things, according to Romans 14, it should all be for the Lord. Preach That's our motivation. Oh, girl. <laughs> you is, there, girl. is there a preaching <laughs> box on behind one of those computers? <laughs> my Are you on the box? Is that thank, my soapbox right Rebecca, now? <laughs> Sorry. Thank, you, thank you for reading exactly what I wrote. <laughs> really? <laughs> Did I do it all right? You it did perfect. You're yeah. still taking everything. the credit. Okay. But I think, I think the listeners are, are jumping in with this deep, deep desire to know Christ and, and make him known mm-hmm. and make that first and foremost. Another listener said, I think at least some of what Christmas is now is helpful in reaching people who aren't Christians. This gives us a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. If all we did was worship God during Christmas, what would they do? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. just being focused on taking this wonderful opportunity of the birth of Christ, inviting people into service with us mm-hmm. and into worship with us and to say, what are your understandings of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Right. Just This is a great opportunity just to open up discussion with people. And to build relationships. No, right. I'll, I'll to you your point about that, again. that's what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bill, did, I think you've had too much time, Bill. That was no, too long. Because we have other show. things to say. No, I know. Trust me. And I think we miss it when we take the relationship piece out of it. You know, if you me can't too. sit at a table with the people that you're with, and I mean, I, I, the best part of my time with my three boys and my husband is just sitting at the table, looking at them in the eye and saying, tell me about your life, right? Like and, that's, and they start shuddering because they're like, mom, stop looking at me in the <laughs> eye. What do you want from me right now? There's a little burping going on too. But, <laughs> but just being in relationship with people and that to me, and that's just how I see it. That's what Jesus, Jesus brought us himself so we could be in relationship. And if we're not doing that during the Christmas season or all year long, we're, we're missing, we're missing it. Which makes me think of the magnifying glass and lonely and 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 I want to be really sensitive to, because some people are dealing with loneliness or depression and it's a fight for them to get through the day. Mm-hmm. But if you have the ability, if you are lonely and you have the ability to invite somebody in, mm-hmm. there's there are other people that are around you yeah. that are feeling lonely too. Right. Invite them in. Right. Invite them in for coffee. Invite them to go out for coffee. I understand that feels stretching and then people, people say no and mm-hmm. then it's exhausting, but... But take the step toward somebody else right. to have a relationship with them, and then you will start to not feel as lonely. Right. And you'll feel better. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Let me take a little break. When we come back uh, more with the ladies, it is uh, 15 minutes until the top of the hour, and we've got one more segment. If you have a question or a, a comment you'd like to make, 877-933-2484. We'll be right back. are in studio We've got Rebecca and Rosie and Angela and Lee and uh, we're chatting about some very I think it's gotten to be kind of sensitive hasn't it well, <laughs> I, I think it, it, it speaks to the tension yeah there's mm-hmm. this tension there's so many people that want to give love to they they want to give it they want to receive it there's judgment there's all these things which I think it's really the temperature of the world we live in a fallen place and I don't know many people that are intentionally trying to be selfish or self-proclaiming, but we fall into it, don't we? And that's the beauty of God's conquering of evil on the hills of Calvary is that the Lord 
took that sin upon him so we can come in repentance. There's so much out there about um, this perfect Christian image. And I don't know a Christian who can walk that way. (laughs) That's why I'm always like, oh, don't look at me for perfection. Just look at me for repentance because I I am on my knees on that a lot. (laughs) And so... You know, I think that we have to give each other space. Yeah, there are probably Christians putting out, you know, letters about how many great things they've done and maybe they're missing the mark, but that's up to the Lord to get them to that place of just humility and he'll get them there in their own time. You know, we and have to trust these these situations to God. Exactly. And trust that God's God's got it. You know, yeah. um, and I guess it, my perspective is is a little different because I work in mental health. And I see so many people in so much pain. And so when I hear the stuff that in the listeners talking about, well, it should be this way, this way, that way, I just, I kind of collapse, to be honest. Um, and it doesn't make me feel peaceful. It makes me feel like there's all these shoulds and all this. And then I go just right back to keeping it simple. And Bob Goff, who, if you don't know who he is, he's a speaker and writer and author mm-hmm. and just loving people. Right. I just go back to that because... That's what it's about, is just loving people. There are so many hurting, broken people, and we make it more complicated. I, th- I think this, that we just we make it more complicated than it really needs to be. It doesn't have to be this complicated if we're, our intention is just to love people. Another listener wrote in and said, I have to agree with the person who wrote in about Christmas being a manufactured holiday. It is about the birth of Jesus, and we can celebrate it with family, but more and more people are sending holiday cards with pictures of their family, that's putting the focus on their family rather than on the birth of our Savior. While when we're buying gifts, what is our motivation? Are we really hoping, are we really um, honoring the Lord, or are we thinking about the gifts that we're receiving? I think the person who wrote in had something very pow- powerful for us to think about. And, and we're buying, thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're Clearly, talking a lot yeah. about it. Well, and when I'm when I'm buying gifts, because that's my love language, yeah, too. Yeah, it's my love language, totally. I love being your guys' friends, <laughs> because so, I love getting those so gifts. So it's about loving that person, and I just think about, I mean, becoming a mother and having children, and thinking about how, like we were talking offline about that when, after Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit ascended, descended onto him, and God said, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Well, Jesus hadn't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. Why was he well pleased with them? Because he just was. And and I'm pleased with my kids just because they're my kids. Right. And I want to shower them with affection. And I want God to, sh- to I want them to know how much God wants to shower them with affection. And gifts of my, is my love language. That is one of the ways that I shower affection. I do have to say I fight against doing it too much. Me too. Me too. Yeah. My husband's always you like, can't go overboard. It. But I think... Yeah. Celebration is an important part of our life with Christ. Mm-hmm. That, you know, the, there was the year of Jubilee. There was celebrating. Jesus' first miracle was at a wedding. There was, we, I, I think we don't, I, I don't want, I'll just say me, I don't want to take the celebration out of my relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. I want to celebrate his birth. And, you know, Rosie, you said we're, in the world, but not of the world. Yes. And this is the world we live in. And so this is kind of how our culture does it. And I get to choose, like I give myself permission to pick and choose things I want to do and to make it what, how we want it for our family. And isn't that a beautiful thing? Cause you have this opportunity to explain why you're giving gifts and looking into, you know, from your picture window, from somebody looking outside, they might say, oh, she's showering them with too much gift. She's being too extravagant. And that's, I think, the 
the area that we have to be very careful in our Christian walk about is judging somebody's motivation. Mm -hmm. There is only one judge, and that's the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, through our Heavenly Father, right? And so nobody gets to judge the heart of another. And I think we have to be very careful because that is the one thing that makes people who are not walking a Christian life go, I don't want anything part of that. (laughs) That is very legalistic, and everybody's saying, looking at everybody else's stuff. Right. And truly, to walk humbly with the Lord is just to say, I am going to love you right where you are. Mm -hmm. And maybe your life is full of sin, and maybe you are doing it from the wrong position or the wrong intention. But as a Christian woman, as your friend, I'm going to walk with you, and I'm going to love you in it. And hopefully, you'll see the Christ in me. And then... He will help you. And into that's a his job, place. not it, my job. Right, right. Right. And I would say just the Christmas card stuff. Um, I grew up out of state. So my we send Christmas cards because I have a lot of relatives that don't do Facebook or anything like that. And they love getting the cards and seeing my kids grow up. So for me, when I get the Christmas cards, I get so excited. I love seeing each, people's families. So that's just, it's just something that I enjoy. It's very it, relational. It, it's very mm-hmm. relational, yeah. Well, but and for me, when I pick my card, I pick like you can select the cards. You can select a Merry Christmas card, and so that's what I select because yeah. that's my right personal right. preference. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's couple- not like I'm trying to, you know, take away anything from Christmas. Right. There are a couple of comments I find interesting. One is it's also hard to watch people do all the Christmas activities who don't even believe in or follow Jesus. To them, I ask, "What are you celebrating?" Mm. Can you know that's just so interesting because um, in Romans he he talks about some people will know me because it's written on my heart their hearts and we never know in our Christian walk maybe because celebrating Christmas brought them joy maybe God's going to use that as a seed to teach them somebody's going to come up and give them a nativity set and they're going to go what is this we just knew about Santa you know who who knows God uses absolutely everything to walk people closer to Himself. And he wastes nothing. He's so strategic. Well, and, and, and Rebecca's not, going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And, so go, and I'm not going to complain about more people no. being in church yeah. on Christmas right. and Easter. Like, no. I'm not, come, well, come. And, and the verse that I, today, we didn't know what we were going to talk about. Did you do <laughs> any of your notes? I did, well, Bill, Bill didn't tell us what we were going to talk about. But one of the verse I wrote down was 2 Corinthians 4.18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So we don't know what people are doing and it's not our job I go back to just loving them right we don't know what they're doing we don't know what their hearts are so they're celebrating Christmas yay I'd rather them be doing that than you know be out doing drugs right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know I just think fixing your eyes you know and trusting that God's got this and what we need more than anything in our world right now is people to be kind and and just love each other mm-hmm. really? it's, an, it's an open door yeah I would think I mean that's a perfect question to ask what are you celebrating? Yeah. You know, what, what does this mean to you? Where, where did you get this? I, what do you know about Christ, about the Christ part of Christmas? Do you go to a church and celebrate? How do you worship his birth? Why does it matter? Not in an accusatory way, but just honestly listening. Why does it matter to you? What does this mean to you? And allow those conversations to maybe go just a little bit deeper mm-hmm. than saying, well, the only time you're in church is on Christmas. So I guess it doesn't really matter to you. That's I, I think maybe that might be taking one approach, but that's a closed door. Allow, maybe allow this to be an open door and, and people can, can do what they think God wants them to do 
with this particular day. December 25th is a day on the calendar like any other. But if you can use it to, again, pursue Jesus, to spread the gospel that the king is come, that the promise of salvation is now, it is here, and it's for all people this is good news. This is good news central. So whether or not it comes in in glittery, you know, stockings or wrapping paper or any of those things, it, it, that part is really just to make the gift attractive, right? But the good thing is the gift itself. I mean, we love to give good gifts to our children. Jesus talks about that. He said, you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. And a lot of us, I always want to find that perfect gift. So people know they're loved. That's my motivation, I I hope. But God longs to lavish us with good gifts. And he has a lot of children that don't realize how far off they are and how much God longs to bring them back. They have a father waiting for them to return. Anybody want to follow that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was one thing I was thinking about, actually, that one of my favorite things is that there are all these different radio stations that play Christmas music. Yeah. They play Christmas carols. Mm-hmm. They play songs about the birth of a savior. That That's say just, the name of Jesus. Right. It's my favorite. It's my it's my absolute favorite. I love that. I, I mean, you can say, yes, they play whatever, all the other Christmas shoes. I hate that song. Yeah, I don't like that uh, song either. <laughs> but, well, I would say, too, it, you just made me think, like, what if you see Christmas as an adventure? Like, what if we see it as an adventure and look for, look the for wonder, God? The wonder. The and then I keep thinking of swaddling, mm. swaddling the baby. Like, what if Jesus this Christmas is going to swaddle us who are in grief, right? What if he's going to swaddle all, you know, like there's mm-hmm. so much that we could find if we see it as an adventure instead of criticizing kind of like how it should be. Well, like Mary, she took those things and she pondered them in her heart. Yes. Ladies, yes. I got to say, this has been great. Thanks for coming in. And the word of the day is swaddle. So, um, you just like saying it, don't you? I like it's it. just a word yeah. you just like you to say. You can't be happy when you say swaddle or Thank bubbles. Thank you, Rebecca, Angela, <laughs> oh, Rosie, and Lee. It's been great. That wraps up our show for the day. Thanks for listening, and thanks for uh, supporting Faith Radio and uh, tuning in. I hope you uh, have enjoyed the show. You can always go to myfaithradio.com if you missed any of it, and you can start uh, from the beginning with the podcast. As you lay on your, your head on that pillow tonight, know that God's working out his great plan in your life. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.